Hey guys, welcome to my car. <laughs> I didn't have a space to record at home. My house backs onto a really busy road, so I thought I would come to a park and I would sit in my car and I'm hoping that you can't hear any of the cars going past, but welcome to the season finale of As Your Heart and also the final season in the first year of How's Your Heart on November 16th. We are celebrating one whole year of episodes, of seasons, of collaborations, of guests, of solo episodes, of wins, of losses, of trials and tribulations, all that came from the initial episode of How's Your Heart and me taking on this adventure of me listening to my heart and what I really wanted to share and celebrating you guys, all of the new, all of the old, all of the consistent listeners that tune in every week and the friends that I've made along the way. Oh, it's such a blessing. And as much as like I've been reflecting on this year quite a bit and as much as it has been a quick year, it's been a big year full of lots of different things happening, lots of changes in my life. It has definitely been a year of growth and definitely been a year of healing. And it has felt like a whole 365 days. (laughs) I felt like I've really gone through 24 hours, 365 times because it's just been one of those big, big years. Um, And yeah, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this past year and how's your heart and the things that I have been learning and relearning over and over again this past year. And I wanted to share them with you today because as we come to the close of this Bloom series of connecting to the mind, body and soul and really aligning our lives with what will help us bloom in all of those areas. So we've covered the movement aspect, the mindset around movement and how we treat our bodies in order to flourish. And then we talked also about the soul and how we can connect to our inner child and how we can start to dive into creativity and other aspects of our life that really feed our soul. And then we talked on the mind and how we can better our mental health and we can reduce anxiety and how we can learn to talk about things that are going on in our mind. We've talked on all those things this season and the guests who have come on, it has been so fantastic. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we definitely branched out from my Australian guests to more worldwide and um yeah guests overseas oh my goodness it's actually insane and it's been such a journey I hope you guys have liked it I also hope you guys are well I hope that you have been having a fun end of the year I feel like when we head towards the end of the year there is this tendency to reflect and there is this tendency to have a look at the goals we set. Maybe we're like looking back on our 2023 goals, what we wanted to achieve, the goals we set back in December or January of 2022 and reflecting on what our life looks like now and whether we achieve those goals. And I've definitely been doing that. I've been reflecting on where I thought I would be and how I thought I would be. And also I'm going to be like... (laughs) 
I'm going to own it. I've been comparing myself to others too. And yeah, I feel like in your 20s, it's so hard because everyone's in such different places. I saw this quote and it was like, I feel like everyone is either running a marathon or like planning to run a marathon or getting married. And quite honestly, I feel like that is my life at the moment. I'm seeing people my age or around my age and my family who are getting married. And then I'm seeing my other friends who are like full gone to the extreme, like let's run a marathon, let's do a triathlon. And yeah, I was talking to Georgia about it. Georgia from Marks with Jess and G. Also, if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely listen. That conversation, I just want to also preface, we touched on a lot of things and I feel like there was a lot that didn't, that wasn't said or kind of went without saying. And um, I feel like there'll be a part two to that conversation because we do kind of go deep onto the more challenging sides of self-development. Wow. Um, But obviously the reason why we like put up with or we have those challenging challenging aspects of self-development and we go through that is because we know how good self-development can be and how grateful we are for the work we've done and I feel like that was not said in the episode but there'll be a part two obviously those episodes are going to come out every month Georgia and I are just going to have a blast there And I'm really excited for you guys to get in our little group chats and to be a part of those conversations because truly, like, she has been such a light in my life and I wouldn't have met her if I didn't do How's Your Heart. So thank you to everyone who has supported me and encouraged me to keep going with this because it just means I can make more friends like Georgia. So, so grateful for you guys. Um, But yeah, like I said, comparison towards the end of the year and taking reflections. I feel like if you are caught in this trap, kind of similar to what I've been trying to dig myself out of, if you are in that similar situation, I want you to reflect rather on the lessons that you've learned. Because I feel like when we look at our lives and we hear this thing like the journey of life or the pathway that we take in life, there is a lot to be said for destinations and achieving things and going after outcomes. But like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of this race towards the end, right? Race towards achieving a goal, race towards um, getting a house or reaching that milestone, whatever it is. But we forget about the journey. And along the journey is where we learn the lessons and where those really beautiful moments are yeah, life is built up of those really cool big moments, like reaching one year of the podcast. But at the end of the day, like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for all of the individual episodes that I uploaded across the year. Like it's those small little moments and the lessons and realizing when my computer was shutting down and I lost the episode or like realizing how to make a Zoom call. And to be able to record that, like all of those small lessons, that's what actually builds you up and gives you, yeah, depth and character and um, wisdom. And so like, let's reflect on those. Maybe that's a journal prompt for you to use towards the end of this year. Like, what did I learn this year? Maybe like refocus that 
I think that would be really beneficial. That's something that I'm going to do, but I'm going to update you guys because I feel like we haven't had a solo chat in a really long time. So a few months ago, I randomly, and I don't even know how I did it, it hurt my hip and we still don't know exactly what the cause was or really even what's wrong, but essentially it's taken me out of running and a lot of my training, but I've been bringing it back to being really creative. I really wanted to keep training and to keep moving because I know that's really good for your joints. I really wanted to keep moving. I really wanted to make sure that that was part of my routine and that like I know that movement is really good for my mind, my body and my soul. It was part of my goals and what I really wanted to pursue throughout this Bloom series was to come back to movement that felt really good. And even though in the time and still now, I'm a bit bummed out that my hip is sore, it has led me down so many fun routes of movement. And the first one is cycling. You guys have seen on the social medias. If you haven't been over to the TikTok or the Instagram, definitely do so. Um, But I've been cycling and that has been so much fun and learning. Like I'm not a good cyclist, nor do I know many of the rules. You know, we live and we learn. Anyways, so... And then I've also been swimming at the university pool, which has been so fun. I used to be a swimmer back in the day and coming back to those roots is something that has been good for my inner child and to swim and to really feel like the length in my body. I feel like when I'm sitting at my nine to five job, I feel very cramped up through my spine and sitting down, I can often feel like very slouched. I don't have very good posture, surprise. <laughs> but um, yeah, going back to the swimming has been so nice. And then because I was swimming one day and I felt like I was drowning because I was not doing my bubble bubble breathe <laughs> for my freestyle, I was like, okay, come back to the breath. And I focused on my breath and it was so meditative to just watch the line um, in my lane of the pool and to breathe and to be moving my body. And I was like, I need to go back to yoga. Anyways, going forward, I went to Byron Bay with Lauren, who you guys have heard on the podcast, and it was such a relaxing getaway. I just had so much fun disconnecting from my phone, disconnecting from everything that was going on in my normal life, from work, and just coming back to some solid friend time and some solid soul time. And we did a hot yoga class. Well, it was a warm yoga class. It wasn't that hot, but we definitely had some heat there. (laughs) And it was so relaxing and we were using the breath and the yoga instructor like sung to us at the end. It was just amazing, guys. And so I got out of that class and I had this ease in my face and I felt like a smile was just appearing because I was just so happy on the inside and I didn't have to like force a smile. It was just there. And that awareness that my smile was there made me feel so happy. I remember back in primary school when I was having like a bad day or something, mum would always say, oh, just smile for 60 seconds and then, you know, you'll feel happier. Um, 
And hi, mom, if you're listening to this, I know she listens to the podcast all the time. Also, guys, I want to get her on the podcast because she is an amazing woman. Um, but yeah, so she'd do that. And then it made me realize that when we do kind of fill our cup and when we are genuinely feeling happier, it feels like just exponentially makes you have a better experience. And anyways, so flash forward again. Back up the coast, I decided that I wanted to start doing some hot yoga. So I tried a few classes at a few different studios and I came across this one studio and I've been going every single day. I bought a trial and it has been so fun and I get that same sense of relief and reflection at every class and to be able to stretch and move my body, I feel so free And I find for myself, whenever I'm unable to deal with my emotions or a buildup of emotions over a period of time, maybe I'm just too busy or life's crazy, or maybe I just, it's too confronting and I can't deal with it. I hold it in my body and I really feel it, whether it's in my hips or whether it's in my shoulders, in my neck, through my chest, like not being able to swivel my body. I really noticed that and being able to stretch it out every day and breathe into the movements has been just so powerful. And then to partner with that, I've been bringing my training back down to a really simple style. I've been doing a few AMRAPs, really working with body weight, with dumbbells, with kettlebells, doing some funky movements, getting really creative there. And I feel like having this more movement focused rather than workout focused um, mindset around training has been really beneficial, not only for my injury, not only for my hip, but also just for my life. I feel so much more energized. And at yoga, they were talking about the eclipse. This eclipse was really about destiny and really about fate. I realized that The rules that I place on myself really limit me in my capacity to really live out my fate or my destiny or be able to show up in the best way that I can. And it brought up this quote of stop playing small. And I love how on the Emma Chamberlain podcast, I she always goes into quotes and always unpacks them. And when I was reflecting on the quote of stop playing small, I always thought that that was just, oh, you're just being shy. You know, you're not really stepping into your, you know, your truest self or your power. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't really like doesn't really resonate with me. I feel like I am confident and I put myself in maybe uncomfortable situations because I believe in myself and I back myself and I go after the things that I want. And so that didn't really resonate, but I wanted something similar that really pushed me and helped me to blossom and to bloom. And so I came to this, this question that has been my journal prompt for the past few days. And it is, what rules are you placing on yourself that are holding you back? What do you need to let go of in order to move on? And this comes into so many aspects of my life and obviously take this into your own journal practice for your life as well. I'm first going to start off with my movement. So 
obviously you guys know I come from an ED background where rules and rules around movement and nutrition were really specific and they really were obsessive. And I find that some of those rules still come into play now. So whether that is, oh, I need to go train and then I need to go for a walk in the same day or I plan my workouts for my week, which is great. But then when that becomes obsessive or that becomes a determinator of your happiness, obviously that's when it starts to become a bit more negative rather than positive. And I feel like I still take a lot of those on. Even rules like, oh, I need to be training for a certain amount of time or I need to do a certain amount of sets or I need to do a certain amount of weight. And obviously you guys know there's the been a lot of conversation around training around your cycle and the energy level differences we have across our month, especially as people with ovaries. And I disregard that because of the rules that I have for my training. And I realized since having this hip injury that those rules were really holding me back and were not allowing me to come back to fun and play in my training and in my movement. And so I have been actively trying to go against those rules and to have more fun and to include more play in my movement. And if you are in the similar position where maybe you resonate with rules around movement or nutrition, I really encourage you to maybe don't say I'm not going to follow the rules because every time we tell our brain don't do something or I'm not going to do something, our brain doesn't like recognize the not or the don't do that. They just recognize the action. And so you're more likely to come back to that action or to come back to that rule. So instead, I have been trying to include more creativity or more play. So for example, if I was getting the sense that I needed to train twice during the day, which is a rule that I have had in the past, I'd be like, okay, um, I want to have some outdoor time today. So maybe instead of going to, I don't know, a hot yoga class in the morning and then a big training session in the night, maybe instead I'll go for an outside walk and just slow down and spend some time in the sun, take breaks on my walk, sit down for meditation, feel the sun on my skin and let that be the fun and the play part of movement. And then I'll see how I am throughout the rest of the day. And that's not to say that you can't have like expectations for yourself in training because, you know, we do have to be disciplined when we are getting into and living out a health and fitness lifestyle. I mean, motivation is not always going to be there. We do have to have times where we let discipline run the show, but there's a big difference between discipline and obsession. And I realized that I cross that boundary quite often. So including more play and creativity into my movement has been such a big thing for me. The second way that this really shows up for me, this rules or the limiting beliefs that are holding me back is identity. And we did a whole season on identity throughout this year, but identity has been a big thing for me. And this fear of being perceived or 
this fear of not being able to control how I'm perceived has caused me a lot of anxiety over the past my whole life. (laughs) My whole life, I have been fearing being perceived and not being able to control the way that that is. And I find that that just leaves me feeling really self-conscious and really insecure in who I am rather than let me live free and to be able to express and to be myself and it holds myself back and I find that's a common common thread in a lot of my friends lives where you're just anxious to be who you really are and then because you're really anxious to be who you really are you feel insecure And then you forget who you really are and then you're like, I don't even know how to show up who I am because I don't even know what that looks like. And then that leads us into, well, hopefully it leads us into like this self-development space and like finding out who you are and feeling free in that and then being able to move on and connect with people through that and down that alley that's something that I'm still working on, but I find that that is a big thing that holds me back and having these conversations with myself and being like, oh, I can't act in that way because that's not how I am. Or I can't dress in this particular way because that's not how I've shown up previously. And that's not what people will expect of me. And, um, yeah, just challenging that and knowing that your personality and who you are is fluid and you can shift and change. And just because you change doesn't mean you can't go back or that you can't, yeah, you can't have both. Like, I feel like it's a nuanced situation. You can dress gothy and then also be like hippie and fun and free flowing. I don't think we have to place such rules, but those rules that we do have for ourselves often go underlying and subconsciously and won't allow us to yeah they'll just hold us back anyways all that to say I wanted to get around to the final point and I want to take this into the rest of the year I want us all to take this in to the rest of the year as a little bit of a thought process because when I have a look at the dms when I have a look at the comments and when I have a look around the conversations around the spaces that we are all big fans of. I see a lot of perfectionism and a lot of growing up as a perfectionist. And I find as someone who did grow up very perfectionistic and not only wanting to do things perfectly, but also to be perfect and have perfection tied to my identity as a rule for myself. I find that nowadays when I am stepping into this perfect, when I am stepping into, sorry, this um, self-development stage, well, I find that now when I'm stepping into this self-development and healing and getting to know myself phase, that it at times can be obsessive and perfectionistic. And that is taking away from the progress and the growth that I can make. Because I feel like when you really drill it down, when you really remove all the shit, all the extra stuff, all the steps, all of the books, all of the resources that we have in this self-development and healing kind of place in this space in the world, when it comes down to it, 
it really is just acknowledging, accepting, and loving the fact that you are human and you get to experience this human existence. And with that comes imperfection. And for myself, and probably a lot of you guys as well, when you've grown up knowing that, or having learned that fitting yourself into this little box and making perfectionism your identity or a part of your identity, that imperfection and being human conversation doesn't sit too well because it feels unsafe and it doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel like you because you've your whole life you've attached perfectionism to who you are at your core when as we're learning and as we're growing we're realizing that imperfection and the capacity to make mistakes is actually what makes us human and is the divine and beautiful part of this experience to be able to have the ups and also the lows. And so when we're kind of relearning that imperfection can be safe and that perfectionism might keep us, you know, safe in terms of our smallness and might keep us or might hold us back from experiencing a larger range of things, it'll keep us safe in that sense. It's, yeah, holding us back. And so in order to relearn, it's moving away from that perfectionistic ideal and becoming less obsessive with the rules that we're placing on ourselves. And rather than approaching self-development and blooming or making your life you know, feel good to you whenever we're talking about all those things, any changes we're making to our life to, you know, for the better, that we're not coming at it from an angle where we need to fix ourselves or that we are a self-development project for our whole life. You are not a project. You are a human and it's good and it's fun and it's adventurous and it's ambitious to make changes to your life to make your life better and to get to know yourself. And that is really beautiful. And if you have gone down that journey this year, well done. That is a big celebration to you. But in that process, if we're still attaching our identity to perfectionism and perfectionism and obsessing with ourselves as a project, we're actually moving further away from our goal than we are moving towards it. And so as we're doing our reflections, as we're journaling towards the end of this year and heading into next year, I really want to encourage you to have that in the back of your mind, that when we're planning for maybe movement changes or lifestyle changes or relationship changes heading into the new year, that we're not viewing ourselves as a project, but rather as a human and that we are going to be approaching ourselves differently next year. We're not going to be approaching ourselves with this perfectionistic, obsessive mindset. Rather, we're meeting ourselves with grace. And, oh, what was that thing? I was talking to Bruce. I've actually forgotten what we said. But we were talking about grace and what we thought grace meant. And I said that grace was like the wind. It has the, like, you have the capacity as a person to be really harsh and to be like a hurricane and to be wild and, you know, potentially dangerous. But you also have the potential to be like the sea breeze and to be really gentle 
and kind and soft and light. And I find it's so easy to be that hurricane for ourselves and to treat ourselves really harshly. But to meet yourself with grace is to change that wind and to come back to, you know, that nice soft sea breeze um, and just being gentle with yourself. And I can't remember what Bruce said. I really need to message him about that. But we're meeting ourselves with grace next year. We really are, even now. We're putting it into practice now. We're practicing it now for the rest of November and December. And then we are heading into 2024 with practice under our belt ready to meet ourselves with grace. You are not a project, you are a human. And that is exactly what I need to tell myself and hopefully exactly what you guys needed to hear as well. Also, I wanted to give you a few updates on How's Your Heart just as we wrap up this season and also this first year. So obviously we did six seasons this year, which was absolutely amazing. And I'm so keen to do that again with you guys next year. I'm going to be taking a break from episodes apart from the Mugs with Jess and G episode that'll come out in December so that I can get re-inspired and rethink how I'm going to come back to 2024 with How's Your Heart in a more inspired and compassionate and graceful state. And I'm so excited to spend that with you guys. I'm excited to take some rest and to recoup and to re-listen to myself and to be able to reconnect with you guys on socials as well. I'm really going to be pouring my focus more into that side. So definitely go follow over on TikTok and Instagram because that's where you'll find me. And also, I'm changing the color scheme. (laughs) I'm coming away from the pinks and moving into the blues because as much as we love the pinks, I resonate so much more with blues and I find that Uh, It'll just be a nice shift and I'm so excited. It's going to be coastal. It's going to be breezy. It's going to be summery. It's going to be fresh and I'm so excited for you guys to see it. So that'll be starting over on Instagram. So make sure you go head over there. I'm so excited for you guys to join me in 2024. I love you guys so much. Again, thank you so much for one whole year of a beautiful adventure in my life and for being part of this awesome season. Um, I'm so grateful for you and I think about you guys and my listeners every single time that I am interacting with How's Your Heart and I just hope that you are doing well and that you are able to celebrate. I love you so much and I'm rooting for you and, um, yeah, I'm so grateful. I will see you guys next year for another season of How's Your Heart, but until then, happy Christmas, happy new year. And happy one year of How's Your Heart. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out today. It is always a pleasure to be able to open up this conversation about mental health and the human experience. How's Your Heart, the podcast, was created as a place for sharing from the heart. And because of this, it does not cover a professional or medical scope. And the concepts and tools discussed by myself and our beloved guests should not be taken as medical advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health, reach out to a medical professional or call Lifeline on 13 11 14.